and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. Hey, gang. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Shane is the worst. Um, I'm excited. It's draft night in America. Yeah, and I have no idea. We already started this draft, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden Zoom quit, and we lost everybody. So they're all back in the room. So why don't we just skip over everything? Hey, did we have any sponsor or anything for the news no, tonight? No, no? we're going to skip that. But we're what I will say is, if everyone um, listening to the show, if you could check out my twin, my twin, my um, pinned tweet, um, little fundraiser for uh dominic uh, a lot of folks know him in the community he, he's going blind or actually he's blind now but he needs dialysis so uh andy singleton started a gofundme for him and uh we're just pushing that out there so just check that out anything you can give helps so wait uh it's your pinned tweet at what is it shane, shane is, is the, worst. the worst okay That's cool me. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah. know my handle well, I you change the shit on the screen all the time, so sometimes I'm not 100 percent sure if it is. My Shane name is Shane is the worst. It's always been Shane is the worst for yeah. the last. It used two to years, be whatever. D- yeah, whatever. All right, but it's uh, yeah for <laughs> at Envision FF. You know he's got a lot going on. You can just Aww. read the post that Andy wrote up in the GoFundMe, and uh, like I said, yeah, just give if you can. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, everybody go over there and help out. Um, we do have a whole bunch of people that all just popped into the room. We're getting ready to do a, what are we doing? We're doing two round rookie draft. Is that what we're doing? A rookie mock? That's yes. what we're doing. Awesome. We're doing two round rookie mock. Baby. Uh, Super flex. Su- <laughs> PPR 1.5 PPR for tight ends. <laughs> I like how Shane. Super flex. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we just skip everything else? We don't need to do news, trades, all that stuff. Let's get everybody in the room and let's get started with this. Let's do it. We're trying to hear you, Scott. Make sure it sounds good, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Scott, explain me to plot out. Alone, please. Oh, my God. I, I can hear Scott. I just can't hear Kyle. You still can't hear him? All right. Well, then when, that's weird. How is it? How can it be one person you can't hear? I'm, I'm just kidding you, Mike. Just go. Oh my God. Too many jokers. I believe all of you guys every time you're doing it. All right. Well, great. Let's go. Back. So you're recording, right? Yes, I'm recording. So We're going to go right in the show because you guys right, are all fucking with me. Everybody knows it's Superflex 1.5. Uh, what do you call those people? Tight end PPR. It's PPR and then 1.5 for tight ends. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> it could be an well, it, it'd be now. the same difference if you knew how to say it. Oh, my God. But wait, before we do all that, Jeremy, why don't you introduce everybody that's in the room? Yeah, so we got that one dude, Michael Sipes. We've got that other dude, Shane is the worst. Me, Jeremy, Jeff Hasley, Kane Fossil, Katie Flower, Michael Fanaro, John Debari, Kyle LaPointe, Matt Walker. Scott Connor, John Hogue, Anthony Servino, and wow. Swagzilla. Awesome. And now that you guys yeah, have all screwed around with me, me and we tried to get the sound working, everything's all good. We're going to get started. So Jeremy already ran the um, the draft order and we gave it to us with the first pick because our audience wants to hear what you guys have to say about picks. And everybody already knows the first pick is Trevor Lawrence. Well, so. actually, I'm going to shock the world here. <laughs> For us, I made the pick, and I made it Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. That's what I. Oh that's what God. we talked about. So that's why we figured. Contrarian. We figured we'd well, give it to us so we could skip over that. What? Yeah. So let, we skip us because nobody wants to hear what we say. So John Barry on the clock at 102, <laughs> sir. And John, where can people find you? You can find my writing at DLF and podcasting uh, on the Fantasy 40 
Street Podcast with the number three pick in here, Mr. Matt, Matt Walker. Awesome. It would be interesting. <laughs> back to back picks. So, uh, all right. Number two here. I, I don't like the fact that the pick was already in, like it's 1995 again, and you guys already negotiated the contract. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. The playbook. He's got the playbook. He's already ready to go. Correct. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pretend this is a copy of the NFL draft. I'm going to take Mr. Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. Mm, so we've already got our first mistake of the draft. Are we going into detail here or what do you guys want? Well, yeah, I was going to say tell quick, us why. quick detail. John, yeah, I think you I, have I to, think, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I've gone into <laughs> depth on fields. I do not like the fields pick at all. I don't – I think he's the most likely to bust. I know Katie – I tweeted out a thread on it. Katie re- replied to it. Um, I just think the Bears is a terrible situation. He's going to end up with a new coach a year from now, new system two years in. We've seen that fail repeatedly in the NFL. Um, I do like Lance, um, but I don't think he gets on the field this year. And I, I like Wilson. The only hangup I have on Wilson is injuries. So I like Wilson and Mac Jones isn't even in the thought process. Other than Shane making the joke about already being a mistake, is there anybody else in the room that agrees with that, that it's a mistake? Yeah, the third pick does, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> um, uh, listen, I knew John was – I was actually curious if he's going to stick with Zach Wilson because obviously podcasting together, I know that he likes Zach Wilson. So I was curious to see if he's going to stick to his guns and actually make that pick at two here, which – Makes mine very easy, but if anyone else wants to smack John around a little bit more for the Zach Wilson reach, uh, I'll, I'll I'll wait my turn. Or agree with him if there's anybody. It's that my show, him. partly my what? show, like one third, one third of my show. Um, one fourth. I like how you walk that. I like how you walk that back a little bit. Yeah, he's like, it's my <laughs> show. What the f- is that? I was, I was <laughs> Mike and Jeremy are here. Let me say <laughs> yeah. something a little. Oh, who different. cares? You I know? was married before. I'm used to um cleaning up my mess. Anyway, oh my god. Um, <sighs> Zach Wilson feels like he's got incredible bust potential to me just because he hasn't played any real defenses. He was a one-year wonder. Um, He barely had a hold on that job coming into this season. And if he wasn't playing, you know, like the 13th grade um, defenses, there's a good chance if he had to play any real defenses, I don't even think he finishes the season as the starter. But that all said, he is very toolsy, right? Lots of tools. Who who the hell? Off script, off platform. Quick processor too, but I still agree about the – bus potential, especially in uh, New York City there. Zach Wilson, since everybody wants to bash on him. Thank you. Uh, this, is, this is the landing spot he has a shiny everybody, face. everybody expected him to go number two overall to the Jets. He's got one of the clearest runways to early start starting. And they put an offensive lineman and a wide receiver and a running back around him, plus what they already had. So they're putting tools around him. I have a friend of mine that is from Utah that knows the kid. He comes from a very good family. He's a hardworking kid. He's been going to California every summer to work with Drew Brees and John Beck. He is a bookworm. He loves to study the playbook, watch film. And if anybody's going to put in the time, it's this guy. He may not have had, you know, SEC defenses against him. And he may not have had, uh, you know, but one year. But... Let's face it, quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks are very risky anyway. Of the top five, two of them four years from now will be the ones that we're talking about. And the other three will be a distant memory. We don't know for sure who that's going to be. So if you're going to pick quarterback in a super flex, you might as well take your guy 
and your landing spot, especially I'm going to guess that several of these first five picks are going to be quarterback. So if you're all going to pay the same price as you would for the 101, you know, the 102 is now the same price as the 101 because they're both the same position. So if someone takes a quarterback here at three, same price, different risk factor. It's all a matter of who do you like? Yeah, and I, I do like that he puts I, in the work a lot like Tim Tebow did. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, again, you know, there's, like I said, a lot of, they're all going to bust. The two out of five on average are going to make it. Which two? Even Trevor Lawrence isn't bulletproof. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is bulletproof. He just went 101, Katie. Jesus, come on. <laughs> Settle down. Um, I do like <laughs> what the Jets are building. In a couple of years ago, look at Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Where are they now? And then people traded up, or the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson, who is right now getting a massage, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And so Dak Prescott was – a three-star athlete. I mean, guys fall through the cracks. Right. People anoint like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. It was all them, and they were first-round startup yeah. picks. Everybody escalates the young quarterback. The value is getting a guy that's 27 to 29 that's already went through his lumps. Would you say that Deshaun Watson's got a third leg up on his competition? Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, like I was going to say, we'll bring it back. Let's bring it back to Matt Walker yeah, at 103. I'm a big fan of this Kyle Point guy. Yeah, already. <laughs> let him make my picks for me. So um, after Mitchell Trubisky, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson went. Who you got, Matt Walker? Yeah, I mean, just double back on that. I do like what the Jets are building, to be totally honest with you. I just don't like Zach Wilson. So it's not even the landing spot anymore like it was in, in years past. It's just I'm, I'm not as high on Zach Wilson as apparently John DeBar and the Jets are. So I will <laughs> gladly run up to the table, much like the San Francisco 49ers didn't take Trey Lance at this point in time, throwing draft picks at anyone that's willing to, to listen to me. I don't give a shit if he doesn't start this year. His kid just has all the upside that a fantasy-producing quarterback uh, requires. And you're, Jalen Hurts, you know, I don't, I don't know where Shane sits on this, so it's probably a cathartic <laughs> moment for me and him. I don't like Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's on for the NFL, and I'm an Eagles fan. But the dude was, an, was a QB1 down the stretch. He could return value for you uh, as a QB1 this year. If Trey Lance gets on the field and produces rushing stats along with contact <clears throat> passing, he, you could flip him easily early in his career, even if he isn't producing. So I, I don't think he's an asset that's going to depreciate. And, and if he sits, he's certainly not going to depreciate. So he, he's something that's he's either going to stay static or he's going to appreciate in value uh, over the short term. So whatever his long-term prognosis might be, it's not going to be a Trevor Lawrence, who's probably like a 10 to 12-year sure thing. But give me the upside of Trey Lance over you know what Zach Wilson might be in New York. Thanks, Mel Kuyper. <laughs> uh, Shane, were you going to respond well to the Jalen Hurts thing? I saw. I, I still don't know what I think of Jalen Hurts. I think he put up QB one weeks and he looked horrible trying to pass half the time and he looked really good the other half of the time. But I also know, like Matt was saying, I could trade Jalen Hurts right now for the 105 in any super flex league, if not more. So, yeah, and that's based off of three and a half games. Right, but you got um, I saw, I you saw got Katie. Him. I saw Katie coming off the top rope. Yeah, you saw her coming too. In super flex leagues, I was got, like, "Where's that mute button at? Why don't I have control of this?" Yeah, um, you, I, I'm with you. You got Jalen Hurts last year in the mid second as a backup mm-hmm. quarterback, so that's value. That's great. Yeah. But taking Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or any of these young quarterbacks 
early in the first, you're betting that they're going to win or that you're going to be able to flip them for more. If they turn into Josh Rosen or somebody where they just immediately sink, good luck with that. But yeah. I don't think I don't think any of these guys, although the ones that don't start, it'll be like a Jalen Rager all over again. It'll be like, oh, well, you didn't do anything his rookie season, so he's got to be garbage. And now what's the new shiny hot toy? <laughs> yeah, and then but, trade him not, for something else. So, yeah, Josh, if you got Jalen Hurts at, in mid-second, you trade him for 105, that's great. Josh Rosen's kind of an anomaly, though, even yes, though not, not the fact that they failed, but he also, his dynasty value immediately tanked, which is you don't see that much from rookie quarterbacks unless you play as badly as Josh Rosen did. So, you know, hopefully, I, I can't imagine Lance would play that bad if he gets on the field. I'll just add one point to Trey Lance. Him and Justin Fields are already top, their first round startup picks. You're already seeing it. They're top 12 quarterbacks. I mean, if you want one of these guys, you're paying Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow prices. So you're never getting a discount at all. You're not getting a runway. You're not doing this for a value pick. I mean, if you hit on one of these guys, the value you've already invested 90% of what the return could be. But at the same time, you know what? If I'm on the clock at the 103 and you offer me Saquon Barkley, I'm not taking it. You offer me Justin Jefferson, not taking it. I mean, that's just where we're at in Superflex. Like these top 12 quarterbacks, they're they're unattainable. The only way I'll trade one is if I'm getting one of the other 12 back. I saw it's John Hogue down there celebrating what you were saying. I mean, I saw him get reality, a big though. grin. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. If you're seeing a 14 or 16 team league, but in a 12 team Superflex, you can have all the quarterbacks you want. They're not going to have as much value. I've, I've seen guys that either because of injury or because of something like right now, Deshaun Watson, you can get him for almost nothing. You could get him for a massage. <laughs> that guy's and, a real <laughs> asshole. Oh, point yeah, I think the point you get is a massage this. for him. You can't get him for a massage. Right now, I think the, the, the <laughs> massage. I don't know. His, his uh, situation rubs my taint the wrong way. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but it is, oh it, it is true though. Right now with Superflex, I mean, it, it to his point, if it like on a bunch of my teams, I had Gardner Minshew and I have Derek Carr and I had Jameis Winston and I have these guys that all lost their jobs. And then if you don't get some of these rookies, it's very difficult to trade somebody a starting quarterback. Um, and not only in Superflex, then there's the two quarterback leagues. I'm in a couple of those. It's impossible to get a quarterback from somebody when you have to start two quarterbacks. I'm trying to get Taysom Hill right now. It's it's a tough get, Mike. <laughs> Well, that's the exercise. If you're doing, if you're in a rookie draft, you haven't had your draft yet. If you were sitting on the 102 or the 103, the price is Jonathan Taylor plus. The price is AJ Brown plus. That's where you're at. Don't trade the pick for anything less. Even if you don't have a need at quarterback, you are giving up a first round startup pick that you have been gifted with the next pick at the 104 has been gifted a first round startup pick. Yeah, you just bought a stock that's going to gain value immediately. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing that Katie has said before we move on is talking about these young quarterbacks is that teams aren't investing in these guys anymore. This is this is evaluating them quickly and moving on because of these massive contracts that these quarterbacks are getting. And we're talking about the Marcus Mariotas, the Jameis Winsons, the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world. Carson Wentz has already been traded. Jared Goff's already been traded. You know, teams are moving off of these assets quickly. So uh, I, I understand her position, you know, but I'm still willing to risk it with this capital because to Scott's point, the price tag's only going up on these guys you know, from the second that I select Trey Lance at 103. Okay, so on February, February 10th, in a 12-team Superflex League, 
where I'm weak at quarterback and I've got tons of running backs. I've got tons of wide receivers and tight ends and it's tight end premium start too. I traded Denzel Mims, Rob Gronkowski, 108 and 112 for Russell Wilson and Ronald Jones. Tell me that's not cheap. Yeah, well, that dude made a bad trade. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm saying you can I, do it if you are patient and you shop to everybody in your league. You can find a good Russell Wilson's not an old quarterback either. There's leagues. Look, I, I'm in mine and Scott's leagues uh, intersect a lot, and we're in a lot of the same leagues, and we're, a lot of the people are thinking That's the same. Intersect where, means change. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's like Scott said, you are not getting a quarterback out of any of us. Like, we will not give you a quarterback. You are not getting one. I, I, almost to our own detriment, I'd rather shoot myself in the toe than help you get a quarterback. Um, and and, and yeah. startups, the few startups I've done, and Scott knows this, I've sold all out and gotten two top 10 quarterbacks in the first round because I'm like, I'm just going to bite the bullet here, take them here, and never have to worry about it again. Now, obviously, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't hit, I'll be worrying about it again in two years. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to depend on your league and your league mates. But a lot of the league Scott and I are in, we're not giving up quarterbacks to anyone. And you guys play in some big money leagues. Not all the listeners are in the big money leagues, and not all yes. super flex leagues have the same You're right. economy. You're right. Definitely. So I, the winning shouldn't be as important in those cheaper leagues. In no, a it's... 12 team In a 12-team <laughs> league in a super flex, if you're loaded at running back – and you can play a running back in the super flex position and they score 20 points or 10 points. There are times when I've seen Derek Carr put up six points or Joe Flacco or Phillip Rivers. So what is the point of having five quarterbacks if you can only start two of them and they're dying on your <laughs> roster? Nobody's going to trade with you. It's the opposite, too. I've seen it, even in a 14-team Superflex. Hoax I mean, heads about, about the John. John, would you like to chime in, John? I got a whole of points. And that's cool. You can obviously disagree. And well, let's hear from everybody else, Shane. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead, John. You were going to say something. The short answer, John. I don't know if the short answer exists, but uh, I mean, what I will say is – there's an advantage to be created between the quarterback and super flex position that you cannot create with any other position just because, I mean, the baseline scoring is in the neighborhood of, you know, 15 points a week. And that's, you know, that's just kind of average where when, you know, with those five quarterbacks, I start cherry picking matchups. I'm creating a scoring baseline of, you know, 50 points, 60 points, sometimes upwards of 70, 80 points. The difference between, you know, once I've got those two positions and, and, you know, I've got the quarterback, I've got the super flex and I'm getting like the top end scoring. I'm getting top five scoring every single week because I can interchange those guys. I can find the, you know, I can, like I said, cherry pick matchups what it ends up doing it i mean it ends up being uh, you know a, a 50 point cushion sometimes and I, like that's multiple starters that you, that you don't even have to worry about like you don't even you don't even have to start all your wide receivers because your quarterbacks are going to cover for you so that's the advantage it's it's like it it it, it really kind of comes down to, like I said, just the ability to play matchups 
at the two highest scoring positions. What if it's four point passing with minus two for an interception? Is it still the same? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, quarterbacks just have, I mean, on average, they're scoring, like I said, 15, 18 points a week. Um, And that's just kind of, you know, middle of the road. So like the high end, you're getting, you know, close to 40 points. I'm with you there with with stock. Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. No, I'm with you with stockpiling quarterbacks, especially in super flex. Uh, It gives you an advantage, especially like you really want to be the guy who maybe didn't stack your, uh, you know, your quarterback depth chart. And then you're scrambling to start Kendall Hilton or whatever the hell his name is uh, from Denver last year. I'd rather have the fourth and fifth quarterback than, you know, especially if it's a a deeper dynasty league than what Blake Bell, another tight end. It's tough. I think one thing to add to John Hogue's point real quick, sorry, Kyle, is um, I guess where the current dynasty landscape is, I'm basically streaming running backs and wide receivers because right now we're kind of in this vacuum to where this is a terrible running back class. Next year is going to be a pretty depressing running back class. We've seen older running backs that are dropping in value. Like guys like Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, those guys are attainable. Most of the owners in your leagues want to trade those guys. Now, you have to pay up, but they're out there. They're available to be attained. Now, you may have to pay the 104 to get Dalvin Cook, and I'm going, well, I might as well just draft a running back if that's the case because there's always going to be one or two available. But they're attainable. People will sell them. I've had multiple drafts where I have four quarterbacks, no running backs. I will take Trey Lance over a running back. It doesn't even matter what my roster looks like. I'm not drafting to win. I'm drafting for value. Now, you know, some of us are playing in – 40, 50 leagues. So I don't care if this league doesn't win. If you're going to let me get Trey Lance, it doesn't matter. Um, But just from a general principle, if you have one league and that's all you have and you don't have any running backs, then I get it. Uh, But that's a different discussion. So sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Oh, no, I I was just going to mention, you're finally at the tip of this iceberg that we've been you know, at for so long where we keep thinking these older quarterbacks are finally going to be retiring next year. Brady's still got three or four more years, but the other guys, they're all finally dropping off. And when you replace them with people who can run the ball, even just a little bit, and all of these top five quarterbacks in this draft have scramble ability. And that's the new age quarterback. And that sets a floor for your your scoring each and every week. If you've got a quarterback who also gets you three or 400 yards over the year, I mean, that's very helpful for your, you know, baseline of a score. I was Kellen Monger QB5 because sure as shit, Mac Jones doesn't have any scrambling ability, my man. <laughs> no, it's Davis Mills. But, well, uh, okay. okay. Well, I'll, I'll just say, as, as the guy that sits just a few blocks away from Trey Lance's childhood home, um, and a guy that's actually talked to Trey Lance quite a bit, he's also oh, just a really good back. dude. Yeah, humble brag. Yeah, I'm Ryan Marshall, Minnesota. <laughs> we only have 13,000 people. We all know each other. We can't help it. Um, You're darn tootin'. Yeah, it's, it's a small town. We don't even have a target. Uh, so that's, that's pretty bad in Minnesota. What do you shoot um, at? Oh, gosh. What? what do you shoot at? <laughs> what do you aim for? <laughs> Nothing. Not aiming. <laughs> you just go wild. But I'll, I'll just say that, like, I've talked to Trey Lance, and he's just a really good dude, and has a good head on his shoulders. And from all the coaches that I've talked to here at Marshall and at North Dakota State, um, everyone just absolutely loves his work ethic. And sure, he doesn't have as many reps as some of the other guys, but part of that isn't also his fault, um, right? It, it's not his fault that the FCS moved their season to the spring and that he was only able to play the one game, right? But the times that we've seen him, he has been really, really exciting. Um, so I think the, the pick of Trey Lance makes a ton of sense, though Justin Fields is just a little bit better. 
Well, and speaking of Justin Fields, I think Swags is on the clock here at 104. And are you going to keep going along with the quarterback run, or what are you going to do? Swags, don't don't make this look like it's a completely super flex. Like it's it's let Shane go. Let him do it's what he pick wants. One hundred and four, and I feel like I have a lot to digest here. I feel like I'm in a crazy boxer chat that I couldn't put on pause, and I've just been kind of listening and and trying to take this all in here. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, Scott brought up startup value because I do think that's important when you're doing a, a mock draft or a, a rookie draft, should I say, because that that value, I think, does hold into play. Even if you don't want the quarterbacks, we brought up how all these quarterbacks can bust as if everybody else in this draft is going to hit. Like no wide receivers are going to bust. No running backs are going to bust. Everything else is safe. Like, sure, some of these guys are going to bust, but I mean, it's super flex. You guys let 102 fall to me, so I'm taking Justin Fields here. Um, <laughs> another thing, I mean, with Trey Lance, like I think he's in a great landing spot like for an organization, and we bring up how he has less reps. He's also not even old enough to have a drink to celebrate. I mean, he's, he's the youngest quarterback <laughs> on the list. Um, I, I love that you guys let Justin Fields fall to me. Uh, I like that youth. He can't drink. You know, more time to focus on the playbook. That's uh, that's a plus. <laughs> well, it's pretty soon here, right? I think it's uh, he'll be partying pretty ne- next week because <laughs> nobody was drinking uh, until they were no, twenty. No, <laughs> not, not according to King. <laughs> we we don't want to have Shane get on that path. Not in Minnesota, they're not. You know, Katie. One thing about what you were saying about all this stuff. The good thing is, is while you're sitting there at nine, if you don't believe in all these quarterbacks going first, it's going to help you a lot. You're going to have a lot of choices at nine of who you're going to get. It's a great <laughs> area. Again, I'm not saying don't draft rookie quarterbacks, but when you draft four in a row, all four of them right there have the same value. You paid the 101 for the, if there's got to be a little bit of separation, if Mac Jones falls to me at nine, I'll gladly take him over the other guys. I got a starting quarterback and his value is going to increase. Like Josh Allen was the 110 to 112 range. Justin Herbert was that same range. The first quarterback off the board doesn't have to be the best player or the best value. Dak Prescott wasn't the first guy off of the board. I mean, he was even a backup at that time to Tony Romo. Nobody even expected him to ever start. He was going mid-second like Jalen Hurts. Just a just a quick add on the top five quarterbacks, too. I just think that they landed in like the perfect spot for Absolutely. Each, each one of these quarterbacks really landed in like a top one or two spot that could have landed in all 32 teams. I think that that really just boosts up for me what we're seeing right here in this mock. One, two, three, four. So I've ended up at 102 and 103 and one of those two picks in every single one of my rookie drafts. I don't know how it happened. (laughs) And every single time I end up trying to decide. I think that's because your team sucked. (laughs) (laughs) When you're not good, you get not, better picks. Not bad enough to make it to 101. Yeah, you didn't it suck it, enough. Says the guy who just rode my coattails to a fantasy championship this year, by the way. Oh, oh was, the, was the was one, you the one that, that were putting people in the lineup, or was that me? Oh, wait, that was me. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Guys, that I gave you, I put on this roster. We drafted for you. together, John. Don't and you fought me every step of the way, Kane. <laughs> we drafted oh together. We're co owners. Oh you don't get your sole responsibility of a championship not how it works every time i said we're taking quarterback we need a wide receiver 
because we did. Well, Kane, because you were listen. probably trying to draft 10 straight quarterbacks. So I got to I gotta <laughs> well, agree you, with Kane. Yeah. It gets to a point where you're like, no, 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 guys. I really think we should take Daniel Derek Jones. All I'm saying is the reason why we won. All I'm saying is it's not like I got to run that draft unopposed. <laughs> we That's have the I'm AFC saying. North. We have the NFC West. We only need one more division, bro. <laughs> Jeremy, it the sounds truth like is everybody's <laughs> giving John 102s for free now because they feel so bad about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, that must be it, too. <laughs> no, I, all right. Some of them have been earned. Some of them have been traded for. Anyways, that was not the damn point. <laughs> so, <laughs> somehow I keep ending up in one of those two picks. And for some reason, like even when I'm at 103, you know, Kyle Pitts goes 102. I'm in a position every single time where I'm trying to decide between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Does anybody here have something like concrete to go off of to separate those two players. I think Madman does <laughs> like Madman has to abstain on this one. I think the Bari hit it for me. Like the if if I have to split hairs, it's I, I'm a little concerned about the coach change or the offensive change in Chicago. Like I think that's inevitable and that scares me a little bit. Well here's the thing though they just so they just reset that clock though because they just traded yeah. another number one draft pick. So they're basically telling you, like, guess what, Chicago? Nagy's here not just this year, but next year, too. Absolutely. So, if yeah, if he screws it up, he screws it up. It had to to take some balls, too, to move (laughs) up in the first round again, like this soon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I mean. So the the front office, obviously above Ryan Pace, the, the front office is saying, all right, we're giving these guys two more seasons. They're getting at least two more seasons, if you know, and. There's the non-zero chance that maybe Matt Nagy isn't really bad at calling plays. Maybe Mitchell Trubisky is really bad at football, which, I mean, both things could be true. I just lean towards Mitch Trubisky being really bad at football. Or Ryan Pace being really bad at the GM. I'll say this. I actually think, and again, we have to think about how did dynasty owners think? Not necessarily our player evaluations. How did dynasty owners think? I think the draft capital for Trey Lance, the fact they traded two first-round picks to get him, and he went to San Francisco. I actually think his value will be higher if he doesn't start day one and they ramp up to him taking over. His value is going to be right 103 right now. It'll be higher than that before he takes over because the buildup of, oh my gosh, he's coming in. It's literally going to be projected to be the next Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's crazy, but it'd be like if we knew Mahomes was going to have this buildup. We didn't really see it coming, but I think you're going to see that with Trey Lance. Like his value is going to go up between now and when he actually starts. Yep. But but does anybody really think that he knows his shit? Does anybody really think that Jimmy Garoppolo is starting though? Yes. Because I've already kind of got that baked in. If he's on that roster, he's starting week one. Yeah, Yeah, I I think Garoppolo plays the entire season. Right. I don't even think I don't think whole Lance. season, but I think there's gonna be this ramp up period where it's like, okay, I didn't draft Trey Lance, but I've heard people on shows going, Well, Trey Lance may not start for the first eight weeks, so I'm gonna bump him down a little bit. I'm oh, going, no. that's the that's the wrong approach. Oh, I think his value is gonna go up the closer oh, it, the hype is gonna build even more. You know, there's yeah. one other thing that's built into doing all of these mock drafts that we do. Everybody keeps mentioning the value of the player. And when we're doing these mock drafts, we don't really have a team. So we, we're based 
only on value. When you're in some of these drafts and you have like if, if it's a real rookie draft and you have a team that needs a quarterback or needs a running back, you're going to pick somebody else different in the spot that you're picking. So a, a lot of times when you're saying this, I see Kane shaking his head no, but you, I, you think you think that at, at like three, if somebody has like four quarterbacks on their roster, they're not going to consider taking Chase or Pitts over Trey Lance at number three? Well, I think, playing I think you need to follow your board. Kane won't take pits. I know that for a fact. Well, That's true because he's the seventh best player on the board. <laughs> I just, I was just picking a player, but I'm just saying everybody was mentioning about value. That's all we can do when we do mocks because we don't really have a team that we're drafting for. I do. I always have a team in my oh, I think it could change a little if we ever get out of Shut these up. quarterbacks, though. I think <laughs> people will probably start to differ a little bit. Well, Kane is on the clock anyway. Yeah, so Kane let's is on the clock. Number five. So let's yeah. get to one of, There's not many left. So five. Moving on. Yeah, so my 105 after, you know, these quarterbacks are gone, that means I'm taking the uh, best wide receiver on the board, and that's Jamar Chase. Um, I think Jamar Chase is just a special talent. What is he already almost top 12 wide receiver in startup drafts right now? Yeah, um, he's already wide receiver 12. Yeah, yeah he's he's just really impressive. And now you, you pair him with his college quarterback, who obviously they put crazy stats together in 2019. I think things are just looking up for him. Um, he's going to get his targets. He's going to be the X receiver on the team. He's the best wide receiver on the team. Um, so I think he's going to go and get his. And any time that you can draft what you project as, you know, a, an X wide receiver, an alpha receiver, you have to go and get him because there's not many in the NFL that are true alpha receivers. Um, people like to think that there is one on every team, but that's that's just not really true. Um, in In fantasy football, you need, Two things to happen. I know this is one of Scott's favorite phrases, especially with wide receivers. You either need to, um, they need a ton of targets or need they need to be super, super efficient with those targets, right? And I think the first thing is already going to be taken care of. He's going to get the targets. He's probably going to get over 100 targets as, as a rookie. And then he's going to be super efficient with those targets because that's the type of player that he is. I question uh, see, some of your chip choices. Some of the chips you eat, I wouldn't touch those. But I actually agree with exactly That's what you're saying true. about the Don't about the um, alpha wide receiver. Some of them. You can say whatever you want about my football takes. Don't come after my chip <laughs> takes. The pickle stuff, man. No. It, pickles are gross. But it does seem like Jamar Chase is kind of like our Trevor Lawrence, where there's not really a lot of people that disagree with him being the number one wide receiver. Is there anybody here that does disagree with that? Well, after Rashad Bateman went to uh, no, yourself. The there's no so yourself. You get voted off the island. Shane's like, show no, there yourself. was that. There was that. What like a week and a half where people convinced themselves that Devontae Smith might be the the number one wide receiver, and then they remembered that Jamar Chase played football, <laughs> looked at his stats and his tape again, and were like, "What? Well, never mind." So yeah. the number one wide receiver at Alabama, right? Because yeah. I don't even know if that's true anymore. Now nah. that we're in the NFL, so so then that's an awesome pick then for Kane. So then we go on to Scott, who's been talking about value all night. So what do you got, Scott, at one hundred six? Give us some value there, buddy. Mac Jones. Yeah, you put me in the toughest spot because uh, <laughs> if anyone read my Analytics of Dynasty chapter, uh, this is actually not the format to target tight ends. However, <laughs> I think how this class has played out, the reason you take Jamar Chase over all the other receivers and it's not even a debate is because his value is already valued there. He's already in the same discussion as C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf. That's already where he is. You want him, you're going to have to pay one of those guys if it's a receiver for receiver swap. I was hesitant at the beginning of draft season uh, to go this route, but I found myself doing it more and more and more. Just the echo chamber. 
Uh, Kyle Pitts, he will be the tight end one next year at this time. Hmm. Doesn't even matter what he does in his rookie year. Unless he tears an Achilles, I don't see a way he's not the tight end one next year. The only guy that can hold him off, in my opinion, is George Kittle because he's 27 and he could still have a 1,300-yard season. Uh, but that's where it's at. I've seen Kyle Pitts going ahead of Travis Kelsey. He's gone ahead of Darren Waller on almost every startup I've seen. Oh, yeah. So just pure value, again, you're locking in value. You may not have a tight end one right away, uh, but you got to take the value. And another thing is tight ends hold their value. They do not lose value as rookies. They just don't. So I hear people saying, oh, man, I, I'm going to get Pitts, but next year you'll be able to buy him for like the 108. Nobody that's picking him in the top five is going to sell. No. <laughs> they understand they're not waiting for – you know, we don't need a 900-yard season for Kyle Pitts before his value doesn't fall. It's going to hold steady, if not go up. So tight end one next year, you got to take him here. It's a positional advantage. There's no other tight ends in this draft. They all suck. So that you just got to take one. Here you go. And it's funny. I made that comment about Chase and Pitts, and I know Kane disagreed when I said that. Pitts, does anybody else disagree, or is Pitts the right pick here at six? I would have taken Harris. I was hoping Scott was going to say all of that and then just take Harris. <laughs> yeah, he's been known to do that stuff so before. before. You've listened to him on off the rails with the bio, bio on one player, but, but I'm going to take okay. Mac Jones. All that being yeah. said. Um, but it didn't awesome. happen. That's so, yeah, awesome. I would have taken Harris there. I think that's a great fall for anybody. I mean, with all the quarterbacks that went, and then Chase going and now Pitts. Yeah, I would have taken seven. a running I mean, back over Pitts, but that's just me. Jeff is at seven, and I think this is probably one of the last easy slam dunk picks. Exactly. See, yeah, mm. I, wanna, I can't wait to hear from Jeff. All right, guys. Uh, I tend to be a guy who, when we have all these uh, uh, people on Zoom calls, I tend to be a guy who talks when he's spoken to. So uh, my apologies there. Um, so, yeah, with, with Chase gone, with Pitts gone, with the top four quarterbacks gone, I'm not taking a, a fifth quarterback here. That's not. I'm not going to do that. Um so, yeah, my, my choice here is Najee Harris. Sure, he's 23 years old, um, <laughs> which is not a very good thing for a dynasty running back. However, it seems like <laughs> dynasty running backs only really last a couple of years anyway, maybe like four or five years, and you're moving on to the next one. And that even might be a high number. Yeah. Um, but we know that he's going to start this year for Pittsburgh. We know Pittsburgh has a, still has a decent offense. Their offensive line's a little bit suspect, but you know what? They, it seems like they always persevere. Um, ben Roethlisberger has probably one more song, swan song in him, even though we, we all remember the last thing of him sitting on the bench wondering about life uh, at the end of the playoff game. <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't too happy, especially after starting the season 12 and 0. What, what in the world happened, right? Um, but I, I, I like Najee Harris here. I think it's a, a, a slam dunk, no brainer pick. I'd be surprised if anybody else thought differently, actually. Um, but Harris is my is my pick here at the seventh spot, and, and I would have absolutely jumped all over uh, Pitts there, Kyle Pitts, if if he was available, especially in a tight end premium league. So I was like thinking, oh man, is Pitts gonna fall? Yeah, <laughs> he did not. <laughs> Almost so did. I, I'm I'm taking Harris, and uh, I won't really talk about the other running backs yet because I know you guys are still picking. Um, <laughs> but Harris would be my uh, would be my top pick. Um, here at this seven spot. Awesome. And if Shane, like if Shane's correct that that's oh, what happened? 
I said there's little room for debate in one to seven. I mean, throw them in a hat. Does anyone have a different one through seven? It doesn't have to be in this order. Yeah. I mean, this is everyone's one through seven in a super flex. No, yeah, I haven't seen. Well, that's not true. I, I've, I've been shown screenshots of. No, 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 no. I'm saying the way you know, the way you rank. But yeah, I have ETN over Harris. Okay. okay. Oh, fair enough. And I, I have ETN over the Harris year. as well. And then the I, draft happened. Yeah. <laughs> and both got round one capital. Yeah, and I think that uh, we're, we are all too fast to uh, give up on James Robinson. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a combination of Robinson and ETN. And uh, like Urban Meyer said, ETN coming in on third downs, that might some that may be truthful. Uh, I, I do think that James Robinson is going to be a big part of that offense. And, uh, you know, that's another reason why I kind of shied away from ETN. I said I wasn't going to talk about other running backs, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fine. That's you didn't bring it up. You, you up. didn't bring it up. The, the, reason, <laughs> the reason why I think ETN will still be the top running back in that offense is because James Robinson doesn't fit his own scheme, right? So Urban Meyer likes to run his own scheme, and he likes to use fast running backs. Um, neither of those two things are James Robinson's strong suit. Right. James Robinson doesn't have the speed that ETN does. He doesn't have the acceleration ETN does. And I think ETN just overall fits the offense a little bit better than James Robinson does if they're moving to that wide zone scheme. I I agree with that, but not this year, at least not this year, at least not earlier in this year. And another thing, too, is one thing that nobody's really talking about is Urban Meyer is a running coach. I'm I'm curious to see how much uh, of a leash he's going to give. Um, Trevor Lawrence in terms of his ability to throw downfield. So that's that's another topic of discussion. Um, but anyway, we're not we're not talking about Trevor Lawrence right now. We're talking about the running backs. I'll, I'll let you go to pick eight. Which is Kyle. So Kyle, what do you think? Are you going to go with uh, the running back? Uh, you, you've got the worst pick. Does anybody want to trade up? <laughs> I love Somebody how Shane's going to make pick. fun of our, one, our guest. Haha, uh-huh, you have the worst pick. Great. <laughs> For me, though, I still have one more player on this tier. Oh. So, you know, I like to tier my players, and I've still got one more. Uh, <laughs> and we talked about it, you know, which running backs do you have and, what you know, what do we have going on? And, uh, you know, ATN, I mean, he had round one capital, uh, but he's not Javante Williams. Ah. And Javante Williams <laughs> is the man that I will take here <laughs> at the eighth pick. I like where he ended up. I like his second round capital. Uh, you know, he's still a great running back. I liked him in college. I liked him, you know, before he went to the draft. And I think his landing spot's great. Uh, Melvin Gordon might be in the way for a little bit, but I don't think you're going to see him there for the entire season. He fits, re- uh, you know, quite a bit better for what that scheme is for Melvin. He's basically like an, a younger Melvin Gordon. I mean, he plays very similar style. Uh, you know, he can catch the ball, but he, you know, he is also a very physical runner. I think he'll fit in really well with all those wide receivers over there. And especially once, uh, you know, w- once they have Aaron Rodgers throwing there, it'll be. Even <laughs> there it is. I like Matt's, Matt's reaction was the best reaction when he went with the running back that he went with. Uh, I love Javante Williams. I'm a huge fan and I hate Melvin Gordon. So it's a double whammy for me. So. <laughs> Shane's face when you said I hate Melvin Gordon. What's the matter, Shane? Just, I don't know. Like Melvin Gordon doesn't elicit any emotions in me. Like I don't. He's just one of those players. Like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. like I mean, he's Captain Average. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been he's hung around for far too long with far too many people thinking he was better than he was. Well, he's, so. he's, he's been productive. Look, if you drafted him in your rookie draft eight years ago or whenever it was, and held on to him, you're happy with the return you got on him. Yeah, um, especially down rookie year. Yeah. Well, except for that year, but he didn't turn into Bishop Sankey at least, oh, right? Well. You're setting a floor. 
Thank you. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's years Farmed where out of career. I'm just saying, there's years where you're like Samaj P. Ryan is getting drafted in the first round, or you know, yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn. Ooh. Uh, 109. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think Melvin would last longer than Gurley, though. But uh, but yeah, Katie. So all of that happened. And the one person that you said at the beginning, if he's still hanging around there at nine, you were going to take him. So what are you going to do here at nine? Except that I did not, I did not expect Javante Williams to go and yeah. to leave Travis Etienne to me. And <laughs> so as my number three player, uh, I've got to take the two way. He he's not only a rushing, uh, but he he's a great receiver. And Jacksonville, sorry, Chark and uh, Lavishka. They don't have a lot of real alpha wide receivers, and I think that they're going to use Robinson and ETN. I know that Urban Meyer loves the running game. Look at how he used uh, Curtis Samuel when he was there at the same time as uh, not Ezekiel Elliott, but uh, Mike Weber, and they were constantly, you know, having pass plays out of the backfield. I don't care about the landing spot so much. He got dra- he got round one capital, which we all thought he was going to go round two. Two running backs went. Now, I think that's crazy for Jacksonville. And if, he, again, if it had been Javante Williams here versus Mac Jones, I would take, I would have taken Mac Jones in a heartbeat. And I, the value of the quarterback, the only reason, again, for Mac Jones not at this point is he's not a running quarterback. So you get the one facet. Plus, he's probably going to sit the year behind Cam Newton. You're not going to see as much of him. And most people didn't really like the name Mac Jones beforehand. So he doesn't have the sexy, you know, Trey Lance upside or the Zach Wilson or anything like that. So, again, for all those reasons, I've got to go with ETN. And, and it's not team dependent. It's not I have to have this player. To me, it's best player available. Yeah. At this point right now at one now we're at one ten, it seemed like everybody was perfectly fine with their picks. Shane, what is it? Just no one wants to draft Mac Jones. Every rookie draft that you're in, every everybody comes looking for permission. Like they're texting you, like, <laughs> I have to do it here, right? Like I don't have a choice. I have to draft them here, right? And you're like, Yes, I'm sorry, you do. Like just just draft them. Like yeah. Well, can I just let my pick time run out? And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. You can't do that. <laughs> it is true. We've seen that a lot in the Patreon chat and yeah. in, in other chats that we're in. But that puts Anthony at a weird situation then. We thought it was weird two picks ago, but these last two picks, everybody was pretty confident. So, Anthony, are you confident at 110? Um, I'm confident that I will take Mac Jones. Uh, I was a <laughs> Mac Jones guy coming into this draft. Uh, the only two landing spots I really liked Mac Jones for was San Francisco and New England because I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between where Mac Jones uh, came from and where he is in the league in terms of coaching, uh, the way these teams are built. And, and I think somebody here uh, said it earlier where all of these quarterbacks uh, fell in the perfect landing spot. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to buy into that narrative with Mac Jones going to New England. Uh, I think he'll fit the system. Uh, I don't think Bill Belichick makes this move if he wasn't comfortable that Mac Jones can do what he's going to, going to ask him to do. You know, the ties with, with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. So I, I'm really going to be all in on Mac Jones. I'm not sure if he starts the year. There's always that shot that it's going to be Cam out the gate. Uh, but once Mac Jones gets his shot, uh, I'm going to buy into it. 
didn't Mac Jones have like the last kid on a dodgeball team vibe when the Patriots <laughs> yeah. took him though? Where it's like, all right, Mac, come, you know, come on, yeah, you're 15. We're not trading up for you, but yeah, you're gonna be the first one to get hit and go on the sideline. You know, it, it, it's usually this type that falls, and they end up working out. Yeah, how many people all tweeted the comparison of his body to Tom Brady's body when when Brady was drafted? Mm. I mean, there's how many out of shape white dudes in America? Like you could have really made that comp to like literally half the population getting lost on their walks. Yeah, but it was both teams. It was the same team with both in the same position. That's what everybody was talking, you know. But they play completely different. Yeah. <laughs> and one's a Hall of Famer, and one's yeah. probably going to be out of the league by this time next year. Oh, he'll be a backup. He'll be a bank manager in about five years. I do like how everybody I've made comments about unathletic, and they're like, "This guy's in the NFL. What are you doing? You're sitting on your couch." But um, so John, all these picks went, and all these quarterbacks, and everything that you said earlier. But now you're on the clock. So, yeah, quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> no. Based on his his ethos, he needs to take either Kyle Trask, <laughs> Kellen Mond, or um, Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. Davis yeah. Mills well, is the one that went to the Texans. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Was he was it. their first <laughs> overall pick. Well, let's see. Let's see if he's going to do it. You know, Don't Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills was high on my board, but uh, I had Trey Sermon as my running back three pre-draft. I oh. think that. Uh, the landing spot for Javante Williams was good enough to push him back ahead, but I'm happy to get Trey Sermon here. I I think he's the best, most complete running back on the San Francisco roster, and it's going to be a very run-heavy offense, especially I, – I mean, the thing with Trey Lance, the, the, the training wheels for a young quarterback is to, you know, let him turn in hand off as much as possible. So, you know, this is it's, it's going to be a heavy workload for that backfield in general. But I think Trey Sermon is going to be the guy who uh, ends up taking on the majority of that work. I want to give kudos to John Hope because given his theory on quarterbacks, he picked in the absolute dead spot of the draft. Uh, but I think good arguments for people that are sitting in this spot is don't let Mac Jones fall to people that don't have quarterbacks. And if you want to take. Trey Sermon at 111, I don't think it's too high. Even if you don't think Trey Sermon's good, because there's going to be teams that have needs that will reach on Michael Carter. They will reach on Chuba Hubbard. They will reach on Kenneth Gainwell, and their capital does not make sense that they should be early to mid-second round picks. So you're actually doing the rest of the league a favor by taking Trey Sermon (laughs) this high. Currently, his current ADP on the the DLF Champ, Champ Series leagues, live ADP is 201. Oh, yeah. there are people that are doing this. I look at it just the opposite. I think you did the league a favor by drafting Trey Sermon and reaching in a very weak running back class. There's still three or four wide receivers that were NFL round one talent that haven't been taken. Mm-hmm. And not all of them in the first round draft capital are for real. And I know that a lot of them do bust swags. I'm not saying that they don't. Uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end, it doesn't matter, quarterback, but uh, the thing with quarterbacks, most people say when they draft them is, oh, I've got this guy for the rest of my dynasty career. 25 <laughs> years, I'm going to have this quarterback. And I'm only going to have the running back for three years and the wide receiver may not hit. I, I just, there's a lot of takes that you can trap yourself with. You can take that take to the trash. John, by the way, <laughs> I have no idea how you got the pick beyond all the quarterbacks being taken. 
This was a completely uh-huh. random draw. Right. This was not yeah. set up intentionally by right. anyone at the HQ. <laughs> Just wanted that disclaimer. Of course it was. This order was random. Oh, and we're going to say right? though, like uh, I, I am kind of glad because it, I, you know, it does give me kind of a chance here to to point out, at least for me, like my strategy when it comes to the rookie draft. The rookie draft is for quarterbacks. It's for running backs, and it's for you know the generational talents like Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. I, I have no interest in the rest of the wide receivers. I, you know, they're, they're going to lose value in their first year. It's just, you know, between mad talent and mad landing spots, like all of these guys are, are you're going to get them quite a bit cheaper last uh, next year. So, so, you know, there's, <laughs> Kind of no point wasting the pick on. Him. I was gonna move. I was gonna move on to. Wait, wait, John. You gotta see Shane's face though. But go ahead, add to his point. Jerry Judy had an elite profile. <laughs> he had over 50 catches, almost 900 yards. He played with the most inefficient quarterback in the league. He lost value. Yeah. That's the current dynasty landscape. If you don't crush as a rookie receiver, you are neutral or a lost value. Yep. So if we're just looking this like stocks, like John said, if you tell me a running a, a draft class is really good at wide receiver, I'll show you a shitty draft class. I mean, yeah. That's just how it is. So yeah, running backs yeah, and quarterbacks life, drive the value of draft classes. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes though, you're actually just drafting to fill your roster. Um, right. And I get the value argument, but if I could get the guy that Michael uh, Finero, I'm about to text him and tell him not to take him here. <laughs> Um, if I could get him at 201, I would, I would lose my mind. All right, but wait. We know let's, not let's, not a Homer pick. Let's do this. <laughs> not a Homer pick at all. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's wrap up the first round, though, with Fanaro. Let's see. For, what do you got there, Michael? Kadarius Tony. <laughs> and did I say it wrong yeah. again? I said Fanaro, didn't I? It's Fanaro. It's Fanaro. Yeah. That's, that's fine, dude. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so so landing. let me just start off by saying landing spots do matter, right? Location, location, location. But... <laughs> I'm trying to not give it as much weight as we tend to do at this time, especially right now. And I'm trying to look at my evaluations before this all went down because I'm between two players. And I don't love the landing spot, so I'm starting there. But I am going to pick the best route runner in this class, Devonta Smith. (laughs) Um, I just think that, you know, I think we all made the mistake with A.J. Brown. Um, If you can run a full route tree (laughs) – and you can catch the ball and you have good hands, you're going to have a good first season in the NFL. Mm. Am I concerned about the Eagles landing spot? Yes. But the narrative with the Eagles is a little overblown that they just can't, what do they can't groom a wide receiver there? They, they, they don't know how to find a wide receiver there. There's a new coach, there's a new quarterback and there's a Heisman trophy winner, wide receiver going there. I like the whole team a little bit more with Devonta Smith on it. And that's my pick at 12. And I think it was an easy one. With two Eagles fans of Shane and Matt Walker, you guys are both agreeing, shaking your head. Do you guys both agree with him? Everything. Devontae Smith probably going to be the rookie of the year. I mean, we, we <laughs> that's pretty much, we just know that. That's a given. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it is it, it is completely overblown. I mean, part of the problem is, is they drafted really bad wide receivers. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was clearly a receiver that they shouldn't have drafted. He's a guy that can't separate. That doesn't work in the NFL anymore. Um Jalen Reger, I can't even be mad at him or disappointed in him last year because Carson Wentz was atrocious. He was one of the worst hey, quarterbacks. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and the <laughs> offensive line was mouth. pretty bad. The offensive line was pretty bad. Yeah. The play count was bad. Everything was there bad. Everything go. conspired. So, you know, 
Um, but no, this just just confuses me. Now there's like multiple receivers I want here. So like I completely disagree with John taking um did he take Trey Sermon? Yeah. So are you worried about Devonta Smith? Like if he turns sideways, it'll be like Kate Moss on Family Guy. You just won't be able to see it. <laughs> nice. It's entirely possible. The guy's already tweeting Philly asking where he can get cheese eggs. I'm like, man, that's, that's hilarious for you, Chief. So listen, like the real NFL, when we get to the next round, we're going to have to cut the time a little bit quicker because we're an hour into it and we're just now into the second round. So (laughs) for everybody that's sticking around with us and listening, we appreciate you guys being here and we'll do the second round a little bit quicker. So yeah, so that was the end of the first round, but it went way longer than we thought it was going to go. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to cut this here. We're going to give you guys a week to digest everything, and then we'll give you the second round. So I think that's a good way to end it here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is too much to stick in your ear holes at one time. Like <laughs> Overwhelming. Oh like, yeah, you're just your ear holes will be. So we got to split this in two so that you can soak it in. <laughs> You know what I mean? Soak in the first round and the goodness that that was. And then, you know, after you absorb that into your come back a week later, you're ready for round two. So that's that's what we'll give you. I'm so sorry, but you said soak in the holes and I just kind of lost it there. So, all right. So what we're going to do then for this episode, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to tell everybody, Shane, tell everybody about the HQ crew. Uh, We got the HQ crew, their patrons. Uh, They get bonus podcasts. Uncensored podcast, they get swag. Um, assuming I put the proper postage on the mail, they get uh Zoom party like we had this week, group and chat, um, just all good stuff. So become a patron because it rocks. Awesome. Jeremy, tell everybody about our store. Yeah, we have a store. You can get shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, all kinds of stuff, COVID-19 masks, dthq.storeenvy.com, dthq.storenvy.com. Buy some cool stuff. Awesome. And check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And listen, stick around for next week. We're going to, (laughs) this show was awesome. We had a lot of fun with all these people and it kind of just went long. So we're going to give you the second round next week and it's worth waiting for. So we love you guys and uh, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Say bye, Shane. Bye, Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. (laughs) 